Welcome to Beauty and the Mess, redefining what it means to have it all and how to find fulfillment in life. And now your host, transformational life coach and creator of the active word line, Beauty and the Mess, Robin Emmerich. Welcome to Beauty and the Mess podcast. Today we've got Alexandra Patora, immigrant, self-made entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being here. I've been so excited to have this conversation with you and just so grateful, especially during this time. The feeling was mutual. I was really looking forward to this and I'm, I'm just very grateful that we're here and get to do this. Like you said, especially during these times. Yes, yes, thank you. So I'd love to just start with, I feel like you have such a powerful story and you're doing so many things to inspire and empower women. I'd love to hear you share your story of how you got to where you're at, because I know that you've had just some incredible, beautiful challenges and like celebrations. Yeah, no, thank you for asking. And it's so interesting because I mentioned to you earlier, I, I love talking always about other people when it comes down to myself. I always have to push myself because you're right. It is it is a story that could fit several lifetimes. So um, the nuts and bolts of it is, is that I was born in, um, in a Soviet communist country back in the early 80s. Um, it, some of my first memories in life are actually about waiting in line to get food, which is interesting. I was reading about, um, um, it's like um, a traumatic event that stimulates from childhood that people are re reliving through COVID-19 right now. Yeah. And I realized before I even read this article that that's kind of what I'm reliving a little bit because back in my day, you were told how much to eat. There's not much available. You had to wait in line to get your food and whatever was available. So just, it's, it's that element that kind of takes me back right now and that has been one of the challenges in dealing psychologically with everything that's happening but um I was I was born and raised there single mother and um somebody somebody pointed out to me um as I was preparing for some work a couple of days ago and they and they said to me you know that if you were to summarize your life it's it's visualizing yourself into everything you are today from a very young age. Because I told my mom, apparently, I don't remember, but she said that at three years old, I told her that I don't belong. So she never understood what I meant. And then at six, I told her that I, I was born in the wrong country. And that's kind of this whole immigration story essentially started out with me is um, I always felt like I didn't belong, even though I love my Romanian culture and my roots and my people. So I guess I have been seeking an exit since I was a very, very young girl. It wasn't until I was 13 that I got access to Western culture and Western anything. I knew nothing about the United States. In fact, under Soviet communism, you guys didn't even exist on our map pretty much. So <laughs> to be introduced when I was a teenager to this wealth of possibility that exists somewhere, um, that's really what triggered me. And, um, and I dedicated my life, my leftover life in Romania to come to America, which I did when I was 18. And, um, and I've had to kind of deal with all the struggles of, of, you know, being a foreigner in a new country. I came by myself. So it's kind of like learning how to eat and sleep essentially for the first time, because everything was so culturally different. And um, since I came here almost 18 years ago, it's, um, it's been an adjustment. It's been finding myself in the process. It's been figuring out who I am, what I want to do, why I want to do the way, you know, the things that I want to do. 
And uh, I have grown into my own person. I, I feel like I have gained some confidence along the way, which is something I critically lacked uh, when I moved here and, um, and just became the person I am today, which I would say is, um, is an entrepreneur, a social media influencer, content creator, and just somebody that is very actively through business and through um, online content dedicated to, um, to very proactively helping other people because um, I know, and I know you agree with this too, that there's so much generic advice for people out there. Oh, um, believe in yourself and yeah. be happy. And then I remember when I was going through severe anxiety and depression and in 2008, it was so difficult for me because here I was, the only experience I had of work in the United States was in the mortgage industry. And I was an immigrant, not a citizen with no college degree and the only work experience that everybody thought you were a demon. So everybody ran away from you. So um, it's, um, not to go off a, a whole lot of topics. It's just, I'm trying yeah. to condense it's, several lifetimes into one, but anyway, the idea was yeah, that it's important. That's how I got into the personal growth aspect of things is because back in 2007, 2008, I really struggled and I had not just myself to worry about, but an entire flock of family that I had to take care of back in Romania. So I was really trying to just pull myself out of the mental and emotional waves that I was going through. And so every penny I had, I was scrambling to watch a seminar, to buy a video and try to help myself. And everything was just so generic. And that's when I remember telling myself, you know what, I'm going to, I'm such an organized OCD Virgo person. Yes, you are. <laughs> my personal issues with the same commitment and, and organization that I do my work and I'll find something that will help me and I'll make sure to relay the message. And that's what brought me to the online world of content, you can say. I love that. And you so impressed me with your organized, structured work routines, which I definitely want to hear more of. Uh, but I'd love for you, I'd love for you to start with helping us to understand for people that are having a lot of anxiety and lack of confidence right now, what would you say are some of the key things that were able to help you at that time get to where you are now, or even just to a place of being less anxious so that you could become more creative and open to new things? That is, that is a really good question. And that's something actually that I did um, in, um, in one of my lives. So the first thing that has helped me with anxiety immensely has been properly breathing, which is something that most of us don't do. Immediately we puff up our chest and we're like, oh, I'm taking deep breaths and I'm trying to relax. When in fact, for me, and I can only speak from my personal experience, but you know, there's some science behind this saying that the most relaxing type of breath is through your diaphragm. So um, diaphragm breathing for me has been really key. And it's something that's a little odd and awkward at first, but it's something that has really, really helped. Uh, progressive muscle relaxations have helped immensely. One of the quick exercises that I do that really helps, not just with the anxiety aspect of things, but it also helps with sleep because I'm having a hard time sleeping at night right now. My mind is racing. I have so many thoughts. I keep waking up at night. So one of the things that helps kind of relax me so much that it puts me in that more catatonic state is, is an exercise where I lay flat on the bed. There's no pillow. The arms are by my side. And when I take a deep breath in, I do so, so slowly because 
the focus is not so much on my breath as it is on every single muscle in my body contracting from the toes up. And again, you know, when I share this exercise, I tell everybody, you need to consult with a doctor. Not everything is for everybody, but what has worked for me is as I breathe in, right? And I bring that breath in, I contract and I keep contracted all the way up every single muscle from the toes to the tip of my head. So from your toes, your ankles, your calves, your thighs, your legs, your stomach, your upper body, your neck, your face, your hands, everything is, is clenched, right? And then right. when you let go of that breath, so think of it, you inhale. So from the top up, you start slowly one muscle at a time, kind of trying to visualize your clenching. And then as you exhale, I relax from the opposite way, like top to bottom, if that makes sense. And I do that three times. And it's been incredibly helpful. It's really important to incorporate everything, right? You need to incorporate your body, your mind, everything needs to work in sync. Yes. I think that you are such a powerful, like, beautiful, confident woman in everything that you do, whether you're just out at a restaurant or, you know, behind Instagram live or everything that you do, you just embody this beauty and femininity and confidence and power. And I I think it's just so inspiring to see that. Thank you. Um, Confidence has has been a big uh, a big struggle for me because um it, it started off from a very young age my dad wasn't around and essentially i'm i'm the product of him cheating on his wife which my mom had no idea that he was even married so it's for me from a young age there have been trust issues in people in myself am, am i not good enough you know am i not a child amazing enough for my dad to stick around it, 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 that's essentially how it started so my entire life and the fact that we were really poor of course you had the butt of every joke in school and whatnot so it was this constant hunger to try to get people's approval from my own parents to people in school so I felt lost because I was trying to do and be everything that I wasn't at the time in an attempt to just be accepted by people so we think that that's, you know, a way to go in life. And I see adults doing that right now too. You yeah. who you are just so that this guy or this girl can like you or this friend or this, and, and it's, it's a temporary fix and you may work in certain instances, but then what we don't realize is that the emotional and psychological and mental damage that we do on the back end, is just so, it's so grand that it will take years of therapy and, and really deep self-work right later down the line to bounce back from that. And that's essentially where I was at because I spent decades trying to be liked by other people because I never trusted that I was smart enough or ambitious enough or good enough to where I can, this is me, you know, take it or leave it. And I, so I never felt like that. And some of the things that have really helped me gain confidence really have been, um, knowledge. Actually, we keep saying that knowledge is power, but in recent decades, we're learning that knowledge is actually a confidence booster. So, you know, it's not just power, it's empowering as well. And so something as nerdy as that, but, you know, learning new <laughs> languages, learning, you know, different con- computer programs and, and things, learning about politics, learning about things that I think, you know, enable in improving my vocabulary, those things actually have contributed 
immensely to my to my self-confidence and we always look at other things when in fact it's like no just building on your own has been the catalyst really toward me building my confidence so I would say doing that, learning a lot has been one of the key factors for me. And not just that, but when you commit to something, when you promise to yourself, you know, I'm going to learn how to speak Spanish. I'm going to learn how to, you know, work on this computer system. You make a promise that if you break subconsciously, you are agreeing with yourself that you are not able to follow through. That's there are right. all these, you know, side mechanisms that are constantly happening and it's impossible for us to track all these thought processes that we have, but they happen nonetheless. Right. It's subconscious so, is so powerful, right? It really is. So the moment you even start following through with, with your to-do list, with, I, I promise I'm going to quit smoking. I promise I'm going to work out twice a week. Even when those little things those that follow through helps incredibly with, uh, with your self-confidence because you are telling yourself that you right. can so learn new things that has been critical um making realistic to-do lists and expectations setting expectations of yourself that you can actually follow through consistently until you know 90 days of continuous follow-through and you build that new habit that tells your brain is like oh damn i got this this is good you know i can do this those key elements and we have the time to do those things right now some of us we do we do and i love that you touch on that because it's really building self-trust Exactly. And, you know, when we talk about betrayal, a lot of times that betrayal stems from betrayal with ourselves mm -hmm. and not listening to our own intuition and, and, you know, those red flags that we feel inside that we kind of push off or ignore, even if it's the, you know, that voice that says, you know, get your body moving a couple days a week, start working out. And it's like, ah, I'll ignore it, you know, and that's, that's in that sets us up for more self-doubt and i think that's and i think that a lot of people too set themselves for failure i think it's it's very similar to a new year's resolution you know you go mm -hmm. from hardly ever working out to i'm gonna go five days a week it's it's not sustainable it's unrealistic you're driving yourself into the ground burning the candle at both ends in some respects and and you're gonna fail you would yes. Because very few people would be able to do that. So yeah. I think that if we if we don't set ourselves for failure, if we say, you know what, I would like to go five times. I would like, I would love to work out, but I'll start with one and I'll do that consistently for two weeks. I promise myself that. And then you do it and you feel really good. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so true. And then that feeling just motivates you more and more. Exactly. So how, you know, as you navigated the path of entrepreneurship and, and started all of what you're now doing, what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges and, and successes to celebrate along the way? Like what really stands out around your journey when you look back at, you know, the last 10 years? That is a really good question. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, one of the things that has been the most difficult has been working with other people that has um that has been a challenge being part of teams yeah. i'm totally isolating myself you know in in this conversation too because it's not something that people want to admit oh i'm a great team player but really see, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, i it's something that i had to force myself to learn one because i was the only child my mom was a working mom since i was in seventh grade i would walk myself to school come back heat up my food do my homework take my naps you know it's my entire life it's been like i came to america by myself so i 
I work from home. So it's, it's been this isolation of sorts, mm-hmm. so, but I realized that there's only so much you can do alone right. and facts and hardly anybody gets to where they're at alone. So if you want to succeed, you have to learn how to relinquish certain things, like surrender certain things and just be like, I trust you to do this. And be okay with it. And also learning how to communicate with other people. That has been very challenging because I I tend to be so authoritative that, you know, it's kind of my way or the highway and that's never good in business. And I had to learn that the hard way. And then you Mm. realize, no, nobody wants that. How I was managing is awful. Stop. Reboot. So it's been, I would say anything interacting with people, which ironically enough, all my businesses were requiring that so and all about helping people yeah <laughs> be like ha <"Ha-ha." laughs> you know? but it it forced me and I had to learn the hard way that you know learning how to communicate with people whenever even though you're speaking the same language you're really not everybody perceives things differently and receives information differently um, learning about that, that has been one of my biggest challenges. And then of course, um, another challenge has just been not making stupid mistakes with money because nobody taught me how to manage money. I learned myself how to make money and making money is easier when you're very committed and you're very driven and you're not afraid of work. And you, you know, you, it's easy when you do that, when you find the right thing, what's harder is to keep it. That I learned also the hard way, <laughs> making the right choices, not wasting money that, you know, not getting carried away. Those were the hardest lessons for me as an entrepreneur. Those are great. Thank you for sharing. And I appreciate that you shared on communication and teams, because I think that more and more we are needing to come together, communicate, work as teams. And for a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing it themselves, I think there's also that challenge of taking the creativity out of our heads and handing that over, right? That's very difficult. Yeah. And, and how to do that. And again, talking, you know, talking about content, like, I don't think that there's enough of that out there of how you do it. Right. Um, Because I've hit that own, that challenge myself. It's like, wow, everything I do is so intuitive. And, you know, how do I receive support in that? Um, when it's, you know, when we're like a one man show. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's inspiring to hear you get that conversation started because I think that more and more people are struggling with that than they know. So I'd love to hear more about how you took all of your influencer work and just inspiration, beauty, motivation there and began to create your own skincare line. And I know I've, you know, I've, I've seen some of that journey online and, and heard from you. I remember in person, I think it was like a year ago when we first met about how you're testing things and, and how organic everything is that you use and I'd love to hear more of your heart and passion around how you created that or how you're continuing to create it. Just, just creating a business around something has always been a passion. Social media, my, my personal platform is a result of having been in a, having had a social media marketing business that I started back in 2010. That's originally how I got into social media. And I've been very fortunate for 
about six years that I did that to have worked with a lot of a lot Hollywood A-listers and reality TV stars, small, medium startup companies, entrepreneurs and whatnot. Yeah, that's originally how I got into social media. And because I was feeling not creatively challenged anymore and said, oh, let me make my own content. And that's kind of how I started my own platform. And and I started mostly with YouTube and I wanted to focus on well-being, self-help, career relationships uh, with a dash of beauty. That's kind of how it started. And then when I saw that taking off, I was like, oh, let me go to Instagram as well because you can have all your eggs in one basket. But Instagram wasn't responding as well to the personal growth element. It was responding more to beauty. So, you know, I, I had for the longest time, I was focusing YouTube more on one thing, Instagram on another. And I've just been doing that for a while. And the reality is that, you know, social media marketing, being an influencer, things like that, that's, that's not sustainable, you know? And then I tell this to every single girl that I talk with, what, I, what is your plan for the next few years? Because I guarantee you, and I'm turning 36, you know what I mean? Technically I'm old, you know, for, for what I'm doing, I'm still considered that. Yes, that is still a fact. And the beauty, we're thinking that it's not anymore. And we're thinking we're making strides and we kind of are, but it's, I can't compete with a 21 year old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. deal, I guarantee you that a 21 year old will get the deal and that's okay. But that's what I want everybody to understand that is in this side of the business that there's always somebody that's younger, prettier, smarter, faster, more nimble than you are. So this is not sustainable and you're not going to be able to twerk when you're 50. <laughs> you may, but you know, it's not sustainable. So I have always... I've always kept that in the back of my head and, and I've loved doing this because I love reaching women specifically, but I knew that there, there's more, I can't, what am I, just this, you know? So, um, so this was complete by happenstance, complete happenstance, because once I turned 30, I realized that makeup just wasn't sitting on my face as it used to be not naturally. And um, I, I wanted to have something on my skin that actually does something to not just cover the imperfections that were starting to show after years of not, you know, because back in the nineties, we used to wrap ourselves in oil and sit outside in the sun, you know, completely different. Well, that is showing. Yep. <laughs> so um, so um, I realized that there is, there is a very limited amount of makeup companies out there that were actually having quality skincare ingredients. And, uh, and those that did and that were making claims uh, weren't backing their claims, weren't showing any of their claims data, you know? And like, how did you, how did you get 90 women to think that this is better? Is it your mom, your grandma, your sister, your aunt in a basement and nine out of 10 said, this works, you know? And now here's your 90%. Like, wait, I have questions. And it was disheartening to me to see how many people were refusing to share that information. Shocking. And I, was, I sat there thinking, I'm not asking you for your underwear size. I'm asking you where you live. I'm asking you, you know, to be transparent as a brand. And that's when I remember telling my husband, I said, wait a minute, this is really shady. I'm really not feeling this industry. And frankly, I'm not finding something I can trust for my skin. So um, in 2017 is uh, when, uh, when I decided that, you know what, I want to do this. I want to have a makeup company that has active skincare ingredients, clean, not natural, not organic. I believe that those are highly unregulated markets. I, and, and frankly, I care about stuff that gives me really powerful results. Otherwise, I don't need you because I can go mash an avocado mask myself. I got this, you know, and I know exactly what's in it. 
so I wanted cl something clean, but I did want something that is really active. And that's when this journey started. And I, and it was so disheartening along the way too, because I started realizing, I'm like, wait a minute. So the people that are saying now they're starting a company and nine months later, they're coming out with something that's, that's not building anything from scratch. That is white labeling. Wait, what is that? What? <laughs> so yeah. it's been a crazy journey of trying to find labs and chemists. How do I even go about it? I know how to use makeup. I know nothing about creating makeup. So, um, that has been the journey since then. It's uh, it's been three years in the making now. Wow. We have the it's for our first and potentially second product, but um, it's been really difficult because we had to create something that doesn't exist on the market. That was challenge number one. How do That's you do incredible? That? Yeah. Challenge two, how do you do that and keep it affordable? Because we got to do something really amazing, but it's like if it's gonna be considered that will cost $35. Ugh, that's a little hard. So, okay, how do we get something really special that's really affordable? Um, and uh, and yeah, so that's, and, and then of course, you know, how is this formula going to stand out? be amazing. So it's been the journey. And right when we are about to start manufacturing, COVID-19 happened. So uh, that, you know, everything is at a standstill right now. And luckily we haven't manufactured anything. So it's not like we're sitting on inventory. It's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like everything does yeah. have a purpose all the delays that we had maybe I don't know right for this. right but right yeah. I I hear you I I think that it's maybe just beautiful timing for you to be able to take a step back and kind of focus on your relationship and family and um restart with you know a renewed energy when it's time for manufacturing well luckily for us we we have been working on other business ideas. One of the things that it's interesting because I was telling my husband, I really want to write a blog, blog post about what are some things that I've personally learned from this. And uh, one of the things that I've, that I've realized, um, and everybody can figure out how to make this possible. Again, both my husband and I, he comes from a very poor family. I come from a Soviet communist country. I can't believe myself. We, nothing was handed to us. So I firmly believe that when you intentionally set your mind to something and you look at things in a very unbiased way, you have the ability to see opportunities. You have, we are not as limited as we think we are. I think that the limits we set on ourselves financially and things, and trust me, I, I know what it's like to have your lights and electricity cut off. I get it. I know what it's like to have 10 eggs for the rest of the month and that's all you have to eat and you have to put them in the cooler because you know obviously you don't have electricity so there goes your fridge i get it but i also know that people we haven't survived millennia because we're stupid you know we've survived because we're adaptable we can figure things out so luckily for my husband and i you know one of the things that we've set out over the last year and it comes in handy right now is how can we divert diversify what we're doing he's in technology and you know i'm creating this makeup brand well it turns out ooh, they're highly affected right in times like this so luckily we've been working on a business that can withstand that and that's in being in logistics and it's nothing sexy and it's nothing that oh my god i cannot wait to have like trucks and deliver packages this is so exciting like who no, who says that? Nobody. But, you know, I, I like financial stability. I like providing jobs. And guess what? I love logistics. So luckily for yes, us, you do. <laughs> that's because I mean, the makeup business is not going anywhere. In fact, it's bleeding money, you know, right now. Yeah. 
people are people are pulling a lot of their marketing budgets and and freaking out, which is kind of the opposite of what they should be doing. But this is happening. So right. you're on all fronts, and I have friends that are both in the same industry, and you're like, whoosh! When that is taken off, you're like, holy cow! What can you do about that? Not much, but what you can start doing is really, you know, grab life by by the you know by the jock and be like, wait a minute, we'll figure this out right now. But how can we? you know, make sure that when COVID-50 happens, you know, God forbid, right. but be honest, you know, anything is possible or the next right. recession, how can we have, you know, various streams of income? So luckily for us, we, we have. Right. I, I love that. So how do you balance all that you're doing in your work with your relationship, with your marriage? That's a really good question. And it takes, it took commitment from both people. That's one of the things that we started talking about um, from the beginning. Um, it was very important that both of us are okay with, um, with working on these businesses together and being, and even if we weren't, how can, how can we manage our relationship if we're both busy? So we sat down and, and I asked my husband, Hey, like I'm taking night school right now. Right. Um, I started right. taking classes just because I want to be a licensed esthetician simply because I want to learn more about skin than I do. I had to talk to my husband before and I'm like, Hey, this is going to be a huge commitment, 20 hours plus drive to and from plus studying. It's, it's a huge undertaking. So we always talk about everything before we set out to do something. So that helps. Um, but in terms of balance, we, we have to literally organize our alone this morning. You're, you're going to laugh. I, I was like, Siri <laughs> set a reminder for two minutes. That was our cuddle time. Because I know he has to get on a call. I did you. We were laying in bed. We're like, okay, for, for two minutes, we just held each other. And there was, it was not like, oh, like, oh, I'm sitting in your nook and I'm watching TV. It was just like, I was sitting there and he was holding me two minutes. It's that time I had to put it on the thing. I had to set a reminder. This is what it is. We've always had to put I like, like that. If you look at the 13th of every month, that's our dressy date night. And that's when we make an effort. It's on his calendar. It's on mine. I had to put it on his because he's a guy. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you just put, okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. So actually, I always say I bring the same level of organization in my personal life and, and my own mental health as I do in a business. I treat it like a business because I want it to succeed. So I have to put things down on a calendar and it doesn't sound sexy, but when that time is actually allocated and it happens, great things come from it. It's, so, it's incredibly sexy when you're there in the moment when it's happening. Yeah. That's what that's, yeah. Not planning for it. Yeah. That's what yeah. balance is being able to yeah. put things on our calendar and set. I love that. Dinner. If we want to, I don't know if we want to have a jacuzzi together or a wine night, or let's pick up a show together, something that we both agree and let's watch it every week. Things like that have helped immensely. I love that. Uh, so what are some of your favorite tools that you use to stay organized in your business? I know you've got quite a few, but what are one or two that you really feel passionate about that have brought you the success that you have? What I keep it very simple, to be perfectly honest. I can't be all tech for some reason. That's not what speaks to me. Uh, but I can't. I can't be all paper because 
that doesn't set reminders for me. So um, I, I color code. That has been one of my biggest things. Like my personal calendar is a completely different color. If I work out, that's a completely different calendar. Um, every single business has a completely different col calendar color. So um, started with color coordinating. That has been key. Something as simple as keeping every single one of my spaces completely neatly organized and decluttered. That has been huge because I have this OCD issue to where I cannot move forward like I couldn't I wouldn't have been able to get on the zoom call if my stuff wasn't put away because I it would distract me so much that I wouldn't be able to perform um I do have uh I do use the Pomodoro technique religiously and I adapted it because it says you work for 20 minutes and then you take a five minute break and that's all you do in those 20 minutes but I can't my projects are not allowing me to work for 20 minutes and then take a break. So I had to change that and I made it into my own. So I work for 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the project where I silence my phone. Um, I basically turn all the tabs off and only have the things that I need to work. And I said uh, either a time reminder on this, because you can still go off even though your time, your volume is off, or I have one of those time cubes and I set it on the table and this is what I commit to. And then I take a small little break and I do four of these sequences until I take an hour break. And during that hour, I don't think of work. I don't do anything work. If you try to reach me, I don't exist. I will have to deal with it when I come back. So that has been really, really helpful. And in terms of organizing my to-do list, which is critical, I think that a lot of people do one of two things. They either don't prioritize things by should do or and have to, must do. They just kind of list everything that, oh, they think it should be done. And then the other mistake is, um, they don't time allocate on their to-do list. So every single Sunday, I look at my list. I write everything down that I know needs to be done over the next week. Then I prioritize, okay, what's the must do and what's the should do? The must do gets done first thing in the morning because that's when you have the most amount of willpower and energy. Um, so I do those. Then I restart my day at two o'clock because studies have found, and as you know, and you've probably felt it, after you eat lunch, you tend to get sluggish and your mm -hmm. energy. So basically what what I do is that I restart my day at two o'clock. I get a cold cloth, like under cold water. I put it on my face. I freshen up my makeup. I freshen up my hair. I get a new cup of tea going or whatever I'm drinking that day. Um, go outside, get five minutes of fresh air. It's basically what I would do in the morning. I do at two o'clock and then I tackle my should do's. And each one of the tasks, when I write it down, I'm thinking, okay, how much time do I need for this? And I buff it up just, I buffer it just a little bit because I never want to feel like I'm trying to keep up and catch up right. and whatever doesn't um, doesn't get accomplished it's it's really rough for me to deal with that but I have to accept that I need to get now especially in these times seven hours of sleep so that has been critical for me to accept that it's okay it will have to get done tomorrow ah I love hearing you say that <laughs> and I feel <laughs> even though you're like no 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 I'm gonna do it I I, I feel that acceptance and truly that's like that's that beauty and power that I always feel in your presence. I, it's so beautiful. Well, we can. We Thank think you. that, oh, I can do it. But then the reality is that we're going to deplete ourselves. And yeah. when, when you're depleted, you can't give your business that, that energy that it deserves and should have. You can give your partner. How can I be, pa how can I be patient when Jermaine does something stupid? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's a great man. But, you know. We all do things that you're like, wait, what do I just happen? How can I, how can I be understanding and patient with that if I'm depleted, if I'm running yeah. on 3% battery life? 
I can't. So that will ignite conflict. That will ignite a lot of things. So I have to be okay. And I don't want to be okay, but I have yeah. to be putting it. And, and I find that, you know what? Okay. Okay. It worked. It's okay. It's okay. The world yeah. didn't collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And you are just a gem. Um, any kind of last thoughts or words or advice you want to share that's on your heart? Yes, I think I think that as as women especially, we always struggle with being really hard on ourselves. And I think that we're especially going to be hard on ourselves during these times because now moms have their kids. I see all my girlfriends. They're like, yay, okay, school is out till September. <laughs> <laughs> And the, and the, and and then you hand them a margarita and they're like gun, 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 gun. <laughs> I, get, I I don't get it but I get it so now it's like psychologically they're gonna be like okay so I have to clean the house I have to find a way to survive financially through all of this oh yeah I have to cook for my family you know I because we can't really afford to have oh yeah let me postmate like breakfast lunch and dinner you know because no yeah. you have to cook. You have to clean more than ever. It's now literally all of a sudden, even just for me and him, where did all this laundry come from? <laughs> all these things that I'm like, you have to do it more than ever and you have to survive financially and you still have to be a wife and a mother and now you have to homeschool. You're like, wait, what is this? So I think that um, bringing, if there's any advice that I can give and, and not just now, you know, you, this will help now, but just moving forward to is as, as, as least sexy as that sound to bring that structure into your personal health and well-being as well. Put on your calendar time when, and, and also too, and really quick, and I'll make this quiz because I can go on and on. We, not all, not all of us relax the same way. And I think that, uh, the reason why a lot of people have trouble with that is because you just think light up some candles, get some aromatherapy oils, take some deep breaths. But if in the face of stress, you become catatonic and you find yourself that you freeze and you don't have energy and whatnot, relaxing is not what's going to help you. You actually need the opposite. You need stimulating music. You need, if you're going to do aromatherapy, it has to be citrus. It has to be smells that wake you. Um, and, and I think that looking into how you react when you stress and have anxiety is critical because that's what, that's what will help you to balance. Um, yeah. I get haywire. I get whoosh. So that's why things like, um, <laughs> that does help me, but it, it may yeah. not you well you're right I'm the opposite where I've got to have the music I've got to have the movement I've got to have my creativity going I've got to have stimulation because otherwise I do have the personality that I'll just freeze collapse. so if you're like that during this time write down on a calendar set 15 yeah. minutes 15 minutes that's not a whole lot at a time in your day when you know it's forgiving yeah. you know to do that give yeah, I do yeah 15 minutes. And, and I found for, I found on Amazon for like 40 bucks. One of those, like, I think, no, 30 bucks. One of those walking place things. That's like super. Go, put really? it on yes. I'll show you. It's amazing. Okay. Put it on your balcony or your patio, wherever you can just grab some fresh air, do that. Put that's it your awesome. for like 15 minutes of hardcore music and just do that. And that will, that's your self-care. Yeah. Minutes. It's not going to kill you. Put it on the calendar, make room, but make sure that it's something that you respond to 
not yeah. generic advice. Yeah. Yeah. I've been getting in a 30, you know, three mile run every day and then, um, taking 15 minutes, probably about three times a day to myself to really like go within, reflect, refocus and stay in flow with things because I can easily get out of that flow. So, so easy. Yeah. 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 Normal day to day. It's easier. Even one of those 15 minute breaks, huge. Yeah. Nothing else if you do that, but it's something yeah. that you respond to. That's key. Yeah. And you're yeah. good. Ah, you are amazing, girl. Thank you so much for being here. Oh and God, so such much, an honor. So much to say. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. I love it. Oh my God. I could have these like weekly with you. I love it. You are such an inspiration. And I, I, I just love the way you think and your heart and creativity. And it's just, I, I love it. I Thank truly you. do. And yeah, lot, especially coming from you. So anything yeah. I can help, use me as a resource anytime I'm here. Thanks for joining us on Beauty and the Mess. Feel free to visit Robin on Instagram at Robin underscore Emmerich. Keep on living your beautiful life and embrace the mess.